true, real, raw, transparent wisdom. Welcome to Transparent Wisdom, where you will find true inspiration to overcome the battles that live deep down inside you. Listen to raw and unfiltered stories of some of life's toughest moments while also enjoying some good laughs. Gain the encouragement and confidence to live the life you deserve. The following is for mature audiences only. It is not professional advice and should not be taken as such. Topics may be triggering, so listen at your own risk. And now, gifting you with her power of authentic vulnerability and transforming wisdom, your host, Becky Greenhagen. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Transparent Wisdom. Today we are on episode four, The Runaway Girl. And I'm gonna talk about a time where I thought I was slick. I was nine years old. I was in my first foster home. And I mean, these people were cool, you know, like they had a, they had a ton of kids up in that house. I think at one time there were 15 kids. They had like three or four of their own and then the rest were foster kids. I mean, we were cramped. There were like eight girls in this one bedroom. We had like two bunk beds and two other beds. and. I mean, there was no walking space. It was just beds on top of beds. It was ridiculous. But they were, they were cool overall. They were cool. But, you know, it was my first foster home. I was still in my very rebellious ways. Yes, at nine years old, I was a little crazy. And I just didn't like rules, you know. And I didn't like all the stuff going on and all those kids in that house. And, you know, I just could realize you know we were the foster kids and then the real kids you know they were dressed up in jabot and all this cool stuff and we were just getting our little clothing vouchers and going to the little Kmart or whatever store we could go to to get our clothes and you know I remember you know me and my sister and this other girl had a rubber bin that we would share underwear and socks and clothes with you know we we had our own shoes we each had one pair of shoes but pretty much any other clothing item we were sharing. So, you know, that was just one little thing, but it was just mostly just annoyed and just wanted to be on my own, you know? So I got the brilliant idea, you know, and I remember sitting outside pondering on this grand scheme of mine to run away. And I pulled my little sister to the side. She lived in this foster home with me. Her and I were, placed together in this home and then my brother was placed in a different placement in a boys home and my oldest sister was a teenager so they didn't place her in foster care they just let her go stay with a relative since she was older um but I was fed up for whatever reason I still couldn't really give you a reason I just wanted to go so I went and got my little sister and I told her hey look we're gonna run away you need to come with me and she was like no I don't want to run away and I'm like no it's gonna be fine like I'm gonna build us a house and I know how to get us food and we're just gonna live on our own we don't need these people we don't need adults like it'll be fun we could just play all day do our thing it'll be fine well while I was talking to her some of the other little kids came around and mind you I'm nine years old all the kids that were coming and talking to me, my little sister and the other kids, they're all younger than me. 
So, you know, seven, six, stuff like that. And they're like, what are you talking about? And da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm running away. And I'm not telling you where I'm going because you're going to tell and blah, 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 blah. And they were like, well, we want to run away too. And I was like, really? So the set of siblings decided that they were going to run away with me. And mind you, they're younger than nine years old. So I said, all right, go get your jackets. You might get cold at night. Get your shoes. Put on a couple layers of clothes. And we dipped out of there with just some few layers of clothes on our bodies. And we left in broad daylight. I took me, myself, my little sister, and two other set of siblings. So there are four of us moseying on down the road broad daylight in the afternoon we took off and we walked and walked and walked all day long we didn't get to the destination I had a destination in mind but I knew we couldn't just walk out in broad daylight in the middle of the road or we will be caught so we were going through backyards we walked through some sewer tunnels I mean, we were dipping and diving everywhere we could go. I was, I was just trying to not get caught. So yes, at nine years old, I had us walking through tunnels and crawling down in manholes. We were figuring it out. We were going through backyards and jumping fences and doing all kinds of stuff. And we didn't get caught. I mean, they were out searching for us all day, but they didn't catch us. We made our way all the way across the other side of town and it took us hours and hours and hours to get there. I say probably, we probably walked for a good six hours or so to get to the destination. And my destination was this little railroad area. There's a railroad that ran through town down by where we lived with our mother. So I was real familiar with that area. It was the north side of town and I knew about these railroad tracks because I would go there sometimes and be a little baby kid and we would throw rocks and pebbles and cans or whatever we could find sticks whatever we wanted we'd throw them through the cracks in the railroad tracks they were like wood you know the railroad ties you know and there were cracks in there and you could throw stuff down and it would hit the cars as they would drive by and I remember one time and I hope nothing happened to them but I threw this big old rock one time and it BAM and hit their windshield so hard but we were always jacking with people's stuff but that's where I was gonna build us a house so once we got there I said okay guys this is where we're gonna live now okay but we need to go get supplies we need to get food to survive and we need to build a house so we're gonna go to the grocery store and I gave each kid items that they were responsible for stealing and I showed them, you know, you need to turn your back and you need to put it like this in your chest, in your waistband and in your chest pockets and things like that. And I showed all of them what to do and I told them all what they needed to get. And <laughs> I always laugh because I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I went in the hardware section and I got a little miniature hammer and maybe like one inch nails, right? And then I'm walking up and down the aisles thinking like, what kind of food do I want? And why, why my dumb butt? I, I had a thing back then. Like I loved peach flavored baby food. I love the peach baby food. 
and the strawberry banana or whatever it was. So I grabbed like a couple jars of baby food and a little baby spoon. And I did tell the other kids to get like packaged lunch meat. We got some lunch meat. So we ended up leaving with some cheese. We had some bread, some candy bars, my little hammer, my little one inch nails, a baby spoon. And I don't remember what else, but <laughs> we, we made it out the store. I don't know. They probably knew and was like, oh, them poor kids. But I mean, we were loaded with all these candies and all this bread and lunch meat and cheese. And we made it out that store and made it back to our railroad track. And I said, all right, guys, the sun's going down a little bit. We need to hurry up and build this house. So I started gathering logs and these sticks and Man, I went to town. I had my little one-inch nail and my little tiny hammer, and I'm just trying to hammer, build us a log cabin. And, man, this thing, <laughs> I got to maybe like a, I'd say a two-foot-by-two-foot two little structure, a two-by-two two little structure, maybe went up about a foot high, maybe big enough for a little bird to get inside or a little small cat. And I was tired and it just wasn't working. <laughs> so I'm like, man, and I'm trying to stack other big logs, but I couldn't find enough big logs to actually build us a house, you know? So I'm like, dang. And then it starts, ooh, that sun started setting. And then it got real dark. It was probably around 9.30, 9.30 at night or so. And it was so dark and we're in the middle of the woods. This is in the woods. There's no streets near us or anything. We're in the middle of the woods near the railroad tracks. And the kids start getting scared, you know, and they're like, I'm scared and I, I want to go back home. And they start crying and I got mad and hit them and was like, quit being little babies. This is our home now. We're not going back. And, you know, I was the tough guy and was refusing to listen to them. but. Then I started wondering, oh, can we, you know, are we going to survive? Like, am I going to be able to build us a house? And then we ain't got no lights or water. And it started clicking, you know. And I forgot the one of the most important parts of the darn story is while we were walking out of the grocery store and my aunt drove by and honked the horn. was like, hey, kids, what are you doing? And she knew we were in foster care, but she didn't really know where or anything. So she's like, what are you guys doing running around, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, we live over here on Titus. It was just like two blocks away. I said, that's where our foster home is. And she was like, oh, okay, well, you guys have a nice day, bye-bye. Well, the first person my mom called when she got the notice that we ran away was that aunt. So that aunt immediately told her, no, I just saw them today. So they're like, what on this side of town? Because we were far away. So they knew we were, we had to be somewhere in that area because it was, you know, approaching night at that time. And so they started going out. They had the police searching for us and everything. And we're sitting in the woods. And I finally, you know, was like, all right. And I gave in and said, all right, well, I knew where this aunt lived. And it wasn't too far. It was maybe a th 20, 30 minute walk. So. It's like, let's go, and we left all the food and everything there in the forest and went off walking to my aunt's house and was kind of walking down the street, and all of a sudden I just see all the trees lighting up. The trees have so much light on them, blue and red lights, bloom, 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 flashing everywhere. And I'm like, oh boy, I just knew 
I knew. Usually there, usually Becky's around and there's red and blue lights flashing. It was usually because I did something. Yes, but before I was nine years old, there was a lot of cops involved in my little life. So once again, here's these red and blue lights flashing. So I knew it was about me. And we get up to the house and there's cop cars there and my foster parents were there and uh, I don't I don't think my mom was there and my caseworker was there and it brought us in we're like what are you doing what are you thinking and you know I had these other two kids too so they were like you can't just take off with kids and run away and why why did you run away and I didn't really really have a reason I was like I don't know I'm gonna be there anymore I don't like it I don't want to be there and I couldn't really give a reason so my caseworker was like well you need to go back you know so we went back to that foster home and I just you know think back like I don't even know why I ran away what I was thinking you know I just think I wanted my independence I didn't want to share everything with all these kids and you know we had chores and things like that and it was you know what it probably was these people love cooking some collard greens <laughs> I hated I loved eating them they made them a little too spicy though but man, we were, it was like a every weekend thing. It felt like we had this big old, big old circular, you know, uh, Rubbermaid type of tub with these ropes, the big white ropes on the end. And she would fill that bad boy up with water and we would be peeling and chopping up and cleaning collard greens all morning on the weekends, man. It was annoying, but no I don't know I don't know why I ran away but you know thinking back you know it's so dangerous and uh, so many things could have happened I just think about you know statistically you know I learned in my criminal justice classes at university you know crime rates and stuff haven't really changed since like the 60s they're pretty much the same it's just they the media didn't cover it as much as now so everybody's in this mindset that crime and kidnapping and all these murders and things like that are way higher now. But that stuff existed back then. It just wasn't talked about as much. So, you know, people are more scared now and things like that. And back then, I didn't worry or think about it being kidnapped or anything bad happening to us. I ran the streets all the time, you know. But I think about this day, you know, I always think like, man, I can't imagine like my nieces and nephews at that age taking off that far away, running away all day long, jumping through sewers and tunnels and backyards and stuff with other little kids and taking on that responsibility and being in the force in the middle of the night like that, you know, it's just, it's just nuts. You know, I, my... <laughs> My, my little nine-year-old self definitely thought about some things, but, you know, I think the more glorified that these predators are being out there, you know, is making it even more scary. So, you know, it's just more to draw awareness on, you know, kids are getting more brave these days, and they don't like that they can't play their video games and be on their phones as long as you say. Just really be mindful of their behaviors and what they're getting into because if if it may not be running away but who knows what else they're doing to you know rebel and 
retaliate against the structure you've put around them, you know? Be very observant and mindful because, you know, kids are getting into a lot of things that a lot of parents aren't even aware of. And I just, you know, want to encourage you guys to connect with your children if you have children. Connect with your nieces, nephews, cousins, anybody younger than you. You know, we always kind of dismiss children as, ah, oh, they're young. They, no, 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 no. Kids are very clever. They know what's going on. They hear and see and absorb so much information. They might not know how to have an adult conversation or process it all, but they're, they're consuming it. So please be aware and communicate and be open with them. And don't treat them like little babies, you know. They might be young, but if they're not hearing it from you, they're hearing it somewhere else. So you should be the first one that they hear about scary things in the world from. And, you know, really tap into what they know. Question them. Ask them what they know about certain topics. And it could just be the thing that keeps them safe and out of trouble and out of harm's way all right so join me next time on episode five where i talk about the crazy bird man in the neighborhood and bang 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 all right thanks for listening hit me up on facebook transparent wisdom becky greenhagen let me know if you have a story you want to share i would love to bring you on so you can help me inspire the world Have a great day and see you next time.